Hey, teacher friends, love it or hate it, February 14th is the day that in many countries we celebrate Valentine's Day. So if you love it, happy Valentine's Day. And if you hate it, please disregard what I just said. (laughs) Either way, today's episode is inspired, at least in part, by this holiday. And what I mean is that it got me thinking about the book, The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. Stick around to find out how the five love languages reveal the secret to getting your students to love you. It's probably not what you think. Welcome to Freedom from the Classroom with Keely Raven. I am your host, Keely Raven, former classroom teacher turned tutoring business owner, making more income while having more impact. And I'm showing you how you can do that too. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get into this episode. This is episode four of Freedom from the Classroom with Keely Raven. And I just mentioned that my inspiration comes in part from the five love languages. It's a book that's really designed to help couples relate to their partners, but really the principles inside can be applied to pretty much any relationship that you have where you want someone to understand that you do in fact love them. So your parents, your kids, other family members, friends, etc. The idea is that people express and receive love in different ways, and it's helpful for both parties to know their own and the other party's love language. The five love languages that Dr. Chapman identified are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, receiving gifts, and physical touch. In general, people appreciate receiving love in all of these ways, so you shouldn't neglect any of them, but they have preferences that you can lean into, make more efforts to show them love in their favorite ways. So understanding your own and your partner's love languages can help improve communication, deepen your emotional connections, and strengthen your relationship by just making sure love is expressed and received in ways that resonate with each person. And that's your Valentine's Day gift for today. (laughs) And at this point, you're probably asking, how does this relate to tutoring? I'm glad you asked. Just as knowing your partner's love language and using it to show your affection for them can help them understand how much you love them and continue to build your positive relationship, knowing your students' multiple intelligences strengths can help you connect with students on a deeper level and show them that you understand and appreciate the different ways in which they are smart. You see, the secret to getting your students to love you is simply building a relationship with them, having strong rapport with them. And before you say, duh, Keely, (laughs) I bring it up now because some people, while they might know this is the secret, are a little bit unsure of how to do it. So what I wanted to do was just give you a couple of ideas on how to start or continue building rapport with your students. The number one thing to remember is that It's a genuine interest in your students that'll help you with rapport building. And today, I'll talk specifically about that interest as it relates to your students' multiple intelligences strengths. Multiple intelligences, or MI theory, is something that was proposed by Dr. Howard Gardner, a Harvard man. As a Yale graduate, I hate to admit it, but I appreciate his theory anyway. Just kidding. He's done some very important work that has made quite an impact, especially on the world of education. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today is that 
By understanding and incorporating MI into tutoring sessions, educators can create more personalized and engaging learning experiences that cater to the diverse strengths and abilities of their students. If you're already well-versed in MI theory, then you probably have incorporated the intelligences into your classroom. But if you're not using them in your classroom, try it. Doing that is something that could help reignite your spirit and help you and your students make it to the finish line in May or June. As I'm sure you're aware, the predominant view of intelligence for a long time was really based on IQ. Gardner, in his book, Frames of Mind, highlights that people don't just have an intellectual capacity, but instead their range of abilities and talents showcases many different intelligences. He's identified them as spatial, logical, mathematical, linguistic, bodily kinesthetic, interpersonal, intrapersonal, musical, and naturalistic. On his website, there's a really great visual. He draws an analogy between intelligence and computers. And the longstanding view was basically that intelligence was like one computer, and that computer could be performing really well for high IQ individuals, It could be performing in an average way for people with average IQs, or it could be performing poorly for people with low IQs. He proposes that instead of thinking about intelligence as one computer, to think about it as many different computers that are basically independent of one another. If you think about it, this is a really powerful concept especially when you consider things like kids' self-esteem. Because instead of thinking of themselves as smart, average, or dumb, for example, they can instead focus on the ways in which they are smart. When we take an interest in our students and understand what their MI strengths are, we can use that information to bring in relevant MI tools and activities to our tutoring sessions, which helps show our students that we understand them, we respect the ways in which they're smart, and it can really help them get a better understanding of the concepts that are troubling them in school, where they may or may not have the opportunity to express themselves in a way that highlights their MI strengths. Bearing that in mind, I thought I'd go over the multiple intelligences today and provide examples of ways that you can bring them into your tutoring sessions so that if you're not already there, you can become the tutor that your students can't wait to see. To start, let me tell you about James. James is a student who I met when he was in second grade. He loved math and all things logical mathematical, but his mom wanted him to improve his reading and his comprehension. James, though, wasn't really excited about reading. (laughs) And so I felt like I needed to figure out how to help him become excited about reading. In the course of my getting to know James, I also noticed that he enjoyed art and he would show me his drawings. And something that I know is that spatial intelligence is all about visualizing, manipulating, and understanding shapes and patterns. And knowing that James was good at art and he enjoyed it made me think that spatial intelligence is one of his strengths. So knowing about James's spatial strength. I decided to incorporate a program called Vooks into our sessions. And Vooks is an online platform that you can use to kind of stream books to kids. So it offers a visual component with 
different books. And also, there are comprehension questions that are good questions to ask and different activities to incorporate while the kids are streaming the books. So I got the subscription and started using them with James and he loved it. He Every time we'd meet, he'd say, can we do something in books? Which really he was asking, can we read? (laughs) And that's basically what his mom wanted. So he was excited to use this program with me because we had fun with it. It incorporated something that he felt like he was good at and really enjoyed. And he was able to excel in reading in part because I got his interest. Getting his interest was based on understanding one of his multiple intelligences strengths. So in order to bring the spatial intelligence into your tutoring sessions, you might do something like use books with kids that need to read more. I'll put a link in the description so that you can easily get to that. But you also can just make sure that you're incorporating visual and hands-on activities that engage students' sense of space and perspective. Besides books, as my example, you could use diagrams, models, or interactive simulations that help students visualize abstract concepts. I want to move on to the logical mathematical intelligence, and this is actually one of my favorites. Probably if you've known me for any time, you know that I kind of love math. And I'm one of those people that it feels like I have a built-in calculator in my brain. And it feels like that for other folks with logical mathematical strength as well. And that calculator can help us make sense of the world through numbers, patterns, and logical reasoning. I remember as a high school teacher, every morning, well, for every class period, I would have a logic puzzle or a brain teaser on the board for the kids to do as soon as they came into the class. And I really became known for that kind of throughout the school. And all the logical mathematical kids would get really excited about it. And it was something that was fun. Even the kids that didn't feel like that was their strength, they made the effort and they wanted to become good at it. It was just something that sort of became part of the culture. But I even had students coming to me with their own brain teasers, trying to see if I could solve it, and then also wanting me to to put theirs on the board to showcase and see if the other kids could solve them too. So that was one way that I brought the logical mathematical intelligence into my classroom. Just to give you a bigger picture, the people who have a strength in logical mathematical intelligence tend to be good at thinking critically, analyzing problems, and solving complex puzzles with the tendency also to excel in things like math, computer programming, not me, and scientific research. In terms of tutoring, you can just engage students in activities that challenge their problem-solving skills and encourage analytical thinking, kind of like logic puzzles and brain teasers that I mentioned. You could also use graphic organizers like Venn diagrams or concept maps. You could practice sequencing stories. And of course, there are always games you could play like vocabulary bingo. People with a strength in the linguistic intelligence are able to communicate effectively and express themselves with eloquence and clarity. They tend to excel in activities like reading, writing, storytelling, and public speaking. And when they tell stories, they tend to infuse a bit of humor in those. In your tutoring sessions, there are several different ways you can tap into linguistic intelligence. They could include reading aloud, writing essays or stories, engaging in debates or discussions. In math, you could have your students write and solve story problems. In science, you could have them persuade you of the validity of a conclusion. And lots of students 
I've noticed complain about boring history texts, even if they're linguistic kids. You can help them get through them by reading aloud in different accents. You'll probably find yourselves laughing kind of hard. (laughs) I know I have. People with bodily kinesthetic intelligence, or BK for short, because seriously, that's a mouthful, excel in activities that involve body coordination, control, and expression. One of my favorite ways of incorporating BK into a lesson was actually when I was a classroom teacher, I chose to use stepping, a form of body percussion where you stomp and clap and otherwise make rhythms with your body to symbolize the Civil War. And this was something that caught on, like kind of throughout the school. My students would practice at home. Their parents would tell me about how loud it was, but how much fun they were having. And they taught their siblings. And funny story, I was a founding member of the step team at Yale. So I learned a lot of steps. I created steps. I was part of countless routines. And when I taught my students, I leaned on the knowledge that I already had. One of my students taught everything she knew to her little sister, who later ended up going to Yale and trying out for the very step team that I helped found. And she said she felt kind of like she was cheating because she already knew a bunch of the steps they were doing. Thought that was cute. Anywho, (laughs) the people that have a strong BK intelligence tend to have a strong sense of rhythm and balance and spatial awareness. And that's something that allows them to perform complex movements with ease and grace. In tutoring sessions, you could use stepping, which is a lot of fun, just a little bit more difficult with only two people. You could do other things like have your students learn math facts on a trampoline. That's really fun. (laughs) And I remember I had a student named Sarah who needed to improve in math, but wasn't really that excited about it until I brought math games. And then she was into it and super happy to see me coming and wondering what we were going to play each time. So math games are a way to incorporate the BK intelligence as well. People with a strength in interpersonal intelligence excel in activities like communication, collaboration, and leadership. They're the ones who are naturally empathetic and compassionate, and they can connect with other people on a deep and emotional level. They are very good at actively listening, resolving conflicts, and persuading people. To incorporate the interpersonal intelligence into your tutoring sessions, you could do some collaborative problem solving with your students, engage in debates and discussions, or even do some role-playing activities. When I was in the classroom, I remember assigning reflections to my students regularly when they would complete assignments, some big assignments, some smaller assignments, certainly end-of-the-year portfolios. And the kids would need to take a look at what they'd done and think about the experience that they had doing it and basically evaluate themselves. What went well? What didn't go so well? What could have been better? How would you do it differently next time? If it was a group project, they consider their own participation in the group and how much they contributed. It was interesting because you could tell the kids with strong intrapersonal intelligence would basically have the most detailed, most thoughtful explanations in their reflections. And that's a good opportunity for them to express themselves. So people with 
intrapersonal intelligence possess a deep understanding of their own thoughts, feelings, and motivations. And some of the activities that they do really well in are self-reflection, goal-setting, and self-directed learning. In tutoring sessions, one thing you can do is incorporate reflections, like I just mentioned, and they can be reflections on work the student has done with you. They can also be reflections on work the student has done at school. The idea is just to give them the opportunity to be introspective. In addition, I know as a tutor, I set goals with my kids when we start working together, and we periodically evaluate and update them throughout our time together. And certainly at the beginning of a new school year, we set new goals for that year as well. People with musical intelligence have a strong emotional connection to music, and they can use it as a means of self-expression and communication. These individuals often do well at playing instruments, singing, and composing music. In order to tap into musical intelligence In your tutoring sessions, you want to incorporate music and rhythm into the learning process. Some ideas for that are playing instrumental background music, just because your student will appreciate it if they have a love of music, analyzing lyrics, using songs or rhymes to help students memorize information. Actually, I'm remembering one of my students, Chris, who was working with me on math, and Chris loved music. He played just about every horn there is. Tuba, French horn, trombone, trumpet, probably some others I'm not remembering right now or maybe he had never heard of, but it was his thing. And he was in the school band. He also played in a in his own band on the side. He would play gigs and actually get paid and that was amazing, but he still had to pass algebra. And he had some trouble remembering the quadratic formula. In order to help him memorize it, I had him set it to Pop Goes the Weasel. So he can sing the quadratic formula to you as long as Pop Goes the Weasel is the background music. Totally life-changing for him, and you and your students are welcome. (laughs) And the last intelligence officially identified by Howard Gardner is naturalistic. People with this intelligence are like nature's biggest fans. They're the ones who get excited about planting gardens, going on hikes, or even just spending time outdoors. Bringing that love of nature into tutoring sessions could include incorporating nature-based literature, doing hands-on experiments related to natural phenomena, diving into discussions about environmental issues, or even just having sessions outside. So to recap, Multiple intelligences and love languages are alike in that understanding and incorporating the other person's strengths helps deepen the relationship between the two of you. When it comes to students, this little tweak can make them look forward to their sessions with you, which means you've made a connection with them, they are having an enjoyable learning experience, and everybody, including their parents, can be excited about it. The secret to turning your students into your biggest fans really is building rapport with them and incorporating their multiple intelligence strengths into your sessions is one way that you can do that. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got value from it. If you did, make sure you subscribe. I appreciate your being here with me and I look forward to helping you get your freedom from the classroom. And if you don't already have it, go ahead and grab my Ultimate Tutor Checklist, Key Actions Smart Teachers Must Take to Build a Money-Making Tutoring Business. Get your copy at bit.ly slash ultimate tutor checklist.
Thanks again for hanging with me today, and I'll talk to you soon.